This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly, custom-designed firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. United Nations World Food Program warns whole continent is on the move. Caribbean Policy Development Center calls for reassessment of Carafong EU Economic Partnership. Sink hits a Nevis passport, a favorite on the United Arab Emirates. Dominica hosts French West Indies mission as part of efforts to increase foreign direct investment. And USA North Carolina State Police Department takes recruiting efforts to Puerto Rico. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 15th. We start a report today at the United Nations. The United Nations World Food Program said on Tuesday that greater numbers of vulnerable people are risking their lives on dangerous migration routes in Latin America as a result of the global food crisis that has been made worse by spiraling inflation linked to the war in Ukraine. Lola Castro, World Food Program Regional Director in Latin America and the Caribbean said, we are having countries like Haiti with 26% food inflation and we have other countries that are really off the charts, even with food inflation. Latest data indicates that 9.7 million people in the 13 Latin American countries where the United Nations World Food Program works are already extremely food insecure, up from 8.3 million in late 2021. We're looking at around 14 million people as forecast if the crisis continues, Castro said. This is not good and we are going back almost to the high levels that we had during COVID-19 when 17.2 million people were severely food insecure at the peak of the pandemic. The UN World Food Program officially explained that the dramatic deterioration in people's daily lives have given them little opportunity but to leave their communities and head north, even if it means risking their lives. Communities of particular concern include Haitian immigrants who traveled during COVID-19 pandemic in search of work and shelter in Brazil and Chile. The report states that one of the clearest signs of people's desperation is the fact that they are willing to risk their lives crossing the Darien Gap, a particularly arduous and dangerous forest route in Central America that allows access from the south of the continent to the north. In 2022, 5,000 people passed by the Darien Gap, migrating from South America to Central America. And in 2021, 151,000 people passed. And this is 10 days walking through a forest, 10 days through rivers, crossing mountains, and people die because this is one of the most dangerous jungles in the world. UN data indicates that of the 69 economies now experiencing food, energy, and financial shocks, 19 are in the Latin America and Caribbean region. 
Barbados Today reports that the head of a regional civil society organization, Richard Jones, officer in charge of the Caribbean Policy Development Center, is questioning the efficacy of the Economic Partnership Agreement, or EPA, and its contribution to participating states, particularly those in CARIFORM. Jones wants a deeper analysis of the 14-year agreement, which promised the development of CARIFORM states by eradicating poverty and facilitating their transition into the global economy. Speaking at a recent four-day CARIFORM EU Economic Partnership Agreement consultative committee meeting in Barbados, Jones cautioned that the Ukraine war is a reminder that no country is isolated from the impact of global events. Jones said we are clearly not immune to the adverse effects of events such as the Russian evasion of Ukraine and the COVID-19 pandemic. We therefore need to ensure that we insulate ourselves from economic destruction by encouraging more growth through responsible trade with our international partners and within the region. The consultation meeting fell under the 11th European Development Fund project enhancing CARIFORM civil society capacity to participate in national and regional programming and policy making. The two-year initiative is funded by the European Union and intends to build the capacity of the regional civil society body to assist in its mandate to monitor the implementation of the agreement. On October 15, 2008, the CARIFORM states and European Union and its member states signed a comprehensive and reciprocal trade agreement termed the CARIFORM EU Economic Partnership Agreement. The agreement reduces the barriers in the trade of goods and services, as well as provides enhanced opportunities for investment flows between the two regions. The Sinkitz Nevis Observer reports that Caribbean passports from Sinkitz and Nevis, St. Lucia and Grenada are among the most invested in passports by residents in the United Arab Emirates seeking dual citizenship according to a Dubai-based passport advisory. These passports are attractive due to the many incentives they offer, including citizenship by investment program, visa-free access to over 160 countries, and certain tax exemptions, the firm said in a statement on Tuesday. Lebanese, Syrian, Nigerian, Pakistani, and Bangladeshi nationals were among the top five nationalities investing in second citizenships for various reasons. The most common is the difficulty in traveling traveling posed by the lack of visa-free access to many countries. Swiss boutique advisor, founder and CEO Jeffrey Hensler said, We have witnessed a steady increase in people investing in passports, particularly in the last couple of years after the pandemic, and have had very positive feedback in terms of foreign investment from all of our clients, which is a great sign and a testament to the importance of investing in second passport. A new trend in the citizenship by investment space is the use of cryptocurrency to invest in passports, which has been continuously growing in the UAE over the past six months as it allows for immediate, secure, and hassle-free payment without needing to provide bank documentation. In an interview with Al Arabia 
Earlier this year, Hensler said that he noted an uptick in demand and inquiries for dual citizenship, namely from citizens of first world countries who were concerned about their safety since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In related news, the Invest Dominica Authority is taking on several initiatives as part of its efforts to increase foreign direct investments. According to the executive director of the Invest Dominica Authority, Ms. Rhonda Joseph, trade missions from the French West Indies are part of the authority's strategy to increase foreign direct investments and to seek partnerships with foreign investors in key areas. Joseph said Dominica has been working with the Chambers of Commerce of Guadeloupe and Martinique in identification and targeting of investors in the French territories interested in investing in Dominica, either through green freel project joint ventures or partnerships. As a part of these efforts, Invest Dominica is hosting an inward investment mission that began June 12th and runs through June 17th. 40 business persons representing 12 companies in Guadeloupe and 10 companies in Martinique are engaged in a series of activities during their visit to include business matching meetings, site visits to business of interest and investment areas, and site visits to Dominica's natural attraction to take full advantage of their stay on island. The Invest Dominica Authority will be placing a strong focus on attracting investments in manufacturing and agro-processing, organic agriculture, creative and knowledge, and digital sector as potential investment opportunities. Investments in ecotourism accommodations and ancillary services will also be discussed during the June 12 to 17 mission. Invest Dominica is also keen to listen to opportunities on possible new investment ventures that will be of mutual benefit to Dominica and the French West Indies. Invest Dominica is the government's agencies responsible for promoting and facilitating both local and foreign investment into Dominica. Barbados Today reports that Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley wants to see the economic benefit of visitors coming to Barbados reach $4 billion annually. That even as the tourism sector continues to battle three crises. During the Barbados Hotel and Tourism Association 70th Annual General Meeting, Motley urged players in both the public and private sectors to work together to find ways to bring back tourism to the island in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Pandemic. She said while the government-led Barbados Employment and Sustainable Program has been rolled out in an effort to save jobs and stop businesses from going under, new initiatives now had to be implemented to reinvigorate Barbados's tourism sector. The Prime Minister acknowledged that the industry was under threat from the COVID-19 crisis, the food and fuel crisis, and the climate change crisis. Motley asked, what is it that we can do now to resume those targets that I set with us being able to have a million tourists a year earning us at least four billion a year in capital? When the sea is choppy and when it is rough, you can't swim as you normally do. The first thing is to keep your head above the water. And that's what the best program was designed to do. The question is, with the swells now coming again, 
What is it that will allow us to keep our heads above water? And each of you has an opinion that is valid, whether from the public or private sector. And we will listen because if it was not for a national approach to COVID that was anchored with international support from Cuba, Ghana, the World Health Organization, and the Pan American Health Organization, we would not have succeeded, Motley maintained. North Carolina's Cumberland County Community Newspaper up-and-coming weekly reports that the Fayetteville Police Department went to Puerto Rico for several days to recruit 25 new officers, costing the city more than $20,000. The Fayetteville Police Department, as well as many police agencies nearby, have several vacancies. This makes the job of current officers more difficult. Several incentives have been added to help attract potential recruits, including higher wages, signing bonuses, education incentives, and relocation reimbursement. The agency is also looking at other police departments to see if experienced officers would like a job with them. One place that is becoming a popular site for police recruitment is Puerto Rico. The Fayetteville Police Department isn't the only police agency to find recruits in Puerto Rico. The North Charleston Police Department in South Carolina has recently sworn in three out of ten incoming officers from the island as a part of partnership with the University of Puerto Rico. According to the Fayetteville Police Chief Gina Hawkins, the U.S. Island Territory's pension system for its police officers does not compare with the retirement and benefits provided by the Fayetteville Police Department. Last year, officers went on strike in Puerto Rico, demanding a better public pension plan. The Puerto Rico police officers do not receive a social security or health insurance upon retirement, obtaining only 30 to 40 percent of their salary. The recruitment took place at the Embassy Suites by Hilton San Juan Hotel and Casino. Sixty people applied during the recruiting event. Hawkins told Up and Coming Weekly that 25 of those applicants passed the entry test. And finally, the St. Kitts and Nevis Observer reports that a five-person Canadian airline crew caught up in a drug trafficking investigation is begging their government to repatriate them after being held for two months in the Dominican Republic. The incident leading to the detainment began on April 5th, when the small charter plane belonging to Pivot Airlines was preparing to return to Toronto Pearson Airport from Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. While doing his final pre-flight check, a maintenance engineer found some black duffel bags in a maintenance bay, a part of the aircraft that would normally never hold luggage. The crew reported the unopened bags to Canada's RCMP as well as local authorities. A pair of Dominican police officers approached with sniffer dogs. When they unzipped the bag, smaller packages of white substance wrapped in plastic fell out. In all, the eight bags contained 200 kilograms of cocaine, later valued around $25 million. The crew looked 
on and confusion as the officer posed for photos for a press release and they initially thought the officers would thank them for reporting the bags. Instead, they were put in jail. After the ninth day, they were released on bail and are now in a safe house under 24-hour armed security, paid for by Pivot Airlines. According to the report, this is not the first incident of an international airline crew facing accusations of drug trafficking out of the Dominican Republic. But while the crewmates are considered persons of interest in a complex drug trafficking case, they have not been charged with any crime. The crew is asking the Canadian government to bring them home and have promised to participate remotely in the Dominican Republic investigation. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com and to share upcoming events. Email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 15th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.